42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and this week we have a little bit of a treat. Justin is out of town, so that's a treat in itself. But also, in his place, long-time <laughs> listeners will remember, and short-time listeners need to be reintroduced to Aaron Patterson, one of the first members of the show. Aaron, how's it going? Hello. Uh, Hello. You know, it's nice. It's it's going. Just oh, it's back great here to have you back. on this stupid show but the only reason i'm back is because justin's not here that's right well you were the plan was to keep you on but you with work and everything you just couldn't do it but i'm glad glad to have you back it feels like home and and everybody hates justin so this is perfect <laughs> yeah it really nah, is people like justin justin's good oh. but justin's got an email that i'm going to read out later that was written to him and he's not here to hear it so i'll, I'll pass it along to him later but Aaron, I was thinking about this week. I've been on the road a lot recently, more than I have been in a while. And I just forgot that sometimes when you're driving, you just blink and you're out of place. Excuse me? Like you don't, for whatever reason, your brain just cuts out all that in between. You know, like no, you'll be driving. That's, that's not a thing. You'll be driving down like the highway. <laughs> uh-huh. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, that's is, not a thing. This is me? Um, yeah, yeah. How are you still alive? You know, like like if I was to leave my house, like maybe I'd get to uh-huh. the post office, and then I'm just, and then I'm just at the store, and I'm like, well, what happened? What happened in between? That doesn't happen to you. Uh, I will say, there's been um, probably three instances in my life where that actually happened, and I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but that's that was that's not like a everyday occurrence. Um, yeah, Is this I was not also, a relatable thing? I thought this was going to be a relatable <clears throat> thing. <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I can just remember being huh. so tired after baseball practice one day that I don't remember ever getting home. Um, yeah, usually it's when I'm tired. Uh, very, very Maybe tired. Maybe I should get like a brain scan then. Yeah, pro- yeah probably. That doesn't sound good. I fall asleep <laughs> while driving a lot. I will say that. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's not. I've not never great. fell asleep driving. I've gotten, I've gotten very close multiple times, but I've never fell asleep completely. I've literally uh, been in the fast lane on the interstate and heard myself snore and woke up. That oh, was terrifying. Goodness. Yeah, that that's terrifying. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not not great. Um, <laughs> We should tell everyone what the show is for those who have not listened before. Uh, this is a it's a little sports show. We're going to talk about all the sports news of the week, uh, especially the big news that USC and UCLA are abandoning the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. So we're going to get into all of that here in a jiffy. But we do have to start out with our news of the week. And right off the top, I do want to say we will not be discussing the USFL championship that's happening today because uh, we're recording this. Sunday morning, and this will be airing as the game is going on. 
Um, but Aaron is going to give you the, his best guess at what this current score is as you're listening. So, uh, Aaron, what what is the score between the Stallions and the Stars right now? Wait, so the Stallions are in it because I have no clue who's playing in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, uh, uh, the Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars are, are in playing. Cool. What's the score? Uh, final or uh, you said it? No, nah, we're okay. about we're probably the about final into the game right now. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> wow. I don't the final. Uh, yeah. Final yeah. is going to be 24 to 17, mm-hmm. the Stallions. For the Stallions? Oh. Yeah. Want to be some, some happy pappies here in Birmingham. Okay. All right. We're back. We had to take a little break because Aaron had to take the dogs out. They were just hooting and hollering and screaming. Yeah. Uh, you you should really leave think them alone. I was getting murdered. But <laughs> it was probably just the wind. Probably just the wind. You never. There could be someone in your house right now as you're recording this. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Great. Uh, maybe. We'll keep us updated on that. If someone attacks you, please let the listeners know. We'd love that. That'd be that'd be quite a treat for us. But yeah, the USFL championship is happening, <laughs> um, and we will cover that a more extensively next me week. Getting attacked. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I didn't. I yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. I would call the cops, but I would. I would make sure your microphone stayed on. I'd be like, Aaron, just. If you can, stay in this room uh, so we can at least hear it or take the mic with you. Mm. Is that fair? Is that is that rude? Great. Okay. Yeah, let's just traumatize Good. everyone listening. <laughs> uh, well, moving on to what is now quite old news. It feels like longer than a week, but uh, Ole Miss is the 2022 College World Series champions after sweeping Oklahoma 4-2 to last Sunday. Um Justin was a, he went to some of the World Series, but of course not that. Aaron, did you watch any of it? I didn't really catch much. I watched a little bit in bars and things, but uh, no, I did. it was not on. I at think my we house, both have our cables sure. canceled. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair I enough. do. I don't watch enough TV to justify paying the outrageous amount of money they want to charge for me only watching four channels, all Witcher sports. Yeah, I'm the same way. I cancel it like the day after the Super Bowl, and I just schedule it to start back the day before college football. Like I just, I don't watch enough of it. I've got Netflix and other things that I, if I want to watch something, I'll just watch that. So, I don't yeah, know. I watch a lot of YouTube as well. So, mm, but uh, Shark Week's coming up. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to get it back for Shark Week. And that's like seventy be, bucks to watch sharks. Yeah, you're gonna be. <laughs> paying a full month's worth just to watch a week's worth of stuff and you probably won't watch that much of it <laughs> well i'm gonna do it it's, it's a tradition i can't tell you the last time i didn't watch shark week so if well, anyone would just... like to donate me money for my shark week please please feel free to do so <laughs> just just go to someone else's house and watch it for a week can i come to your house for a week? Oh, you don't have cable yeah you can come to my house idiot if any of you listening would like for me to come to your house for a week and watch Shark Week, please please message the show at gamemanagerspot at gmail.com. Just email us that your works login. Too. Yeah, please. Gamemanagerspot at gmail.com. All your logins to anything. I don't care what it is. I want your logins. <laughs> your social security number as well, if you don't mind. Uh, early this week, though, five-star defensive back Tony Mitchell, he committed to play for the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Thompson High School star chose Bama over Auburn. Texas A&M, and Georgia, so he'll get to stay relatively close to home. Um, 
it's always hard for Alabama to get those five stars. They don't get many of them. So it was, it was nice to see one from their own state yeah, coming in, right? Yeah, especially in state. It's real. It's real mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, what a treat! What a treat for us all. And the NHL finals wrapped up this week as well as the Colorado Avalanche took home the Stanley Cup after beating Tampa Bay Lightning in a four to two series on Sunday. Did you watch any of this, Aaron? I actually watched a little bit of this. I watched. Um, I think it was game one and like half a game two. Uh, but that's okay. about all I got to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was on vacation, which is why I was able to watch a game. <laughs> so, yeah. Very good, very good. Because yeah. I think it was game one. I like. I got up like 3 nothing and I... almost blew the lead. So, I, I had zero, uh, zero hopes that they would actually pull it off. But they did. So, that's cool. Very good. I forget how much I like hockey. Until I uh, I just sit around and watch it, and I'm like, this is great, actually. Why don't I watch this more? But I just I just don't, don't understand it. That's only <laughs> we don't know all the rules. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we we definitely don't understand it enough, and I we, we don't like have it like to watch. Like we have, to, but, yeah, but we don't watch it enough because we don't take the time to actually learn about it like we should. So, yeah, that's very true. When you uh, you used to be my roommate, hockey stayed on a good bit, I think, when you were here. But I feel like we just peek up at it. We didn't watch it like a ton, not religiously. No, it, there was nothing like football or anything. It's yeah. uh, yeah, it was just it was fun to have on in the background. Oh yeah, for sure. Of course, that's uh for um, uh, for a little bit of context for the listeners, we had we had seven <laughs> TVs, so. Uh, you know, having it on in the background is not saying much. <laughs> Barely watching. Yeah, I've I've been thinking about dismantling some of these TVs. I've got I've got five of them, and I've been thinking about taking four of them down. But I don't, I'll say like, why would I? It's no. work to take them down, and I'll use them once football comes. Think back. about how much work went into putting them up. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, but. It, it is embarrassing though when like a new person who's never came to my house comes in and's like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> like, are you? Is that like surveillance? Uh, you... And I'm like, "No, <laughs> that'd be weird." Surveillance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching the neighborhood. It, I mean... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm here in Sipsy, Alabama, the corner of the center of the earth, and it's not. Uh, it's not ideal, is it? It's not the. It's not the safest I area you, uh, where I'm at. Went as far as telling everybody where you're at now. That's a bold move. <laughs> well, um, Sipsy's a big city, Aaron. It's it's like saying you're in New York. You're not going to track you down. Here, <laughs> they? Right. They literally could find you in probably four seconds. They, there's one <laughs> road. There's a couple of roads that come off of that road. And that's it. Yeah. Well, good luck figuring out which one. You just camp out at the Dollar General, so... You'll be there sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, probably today at some point. Uh, in more serious news this week, though, the Houston Texans have been sued for allegedly enabling former quarterback Deshaun Watson's behavior during massage therapy sessions. Uh, the lawsuit filed on Monday in Harris County, Texas, accused the team of being aware of Watson's alleged behavior during massage therapy sessions and that, quote, individuals within the Texans organization knew or should have known 
of Watson's conduct. The lawsuit also states that the Texans provided Watson with resources to conduct his therapy sessions, including, quote, rooms set up for him at the Houstonian Hotel, massage tables provided to him for private massage sessions, and a NDA provided to him from the head of Texan security. Uh, the Texans responded to this, saying, We are aware of the lawsuit filed against us today. Since March 2021, we have fully supported and complied with law enforcement and the various investigations. We will continue to take the necessary steps to address the allegations against our organization. Uh, I hate talking about this. We have to bring it up every week, and it's just it's gross. I don't like I don't like it, but uh, we do have to bring it up. It is probably important to know. I don't understand how them setting up a room for their star QB is enabling him. I don't. I don't feel. I think the thing here is the NBA. Uh, I guess if they had an idea that he was DMing all these, if they were DMing all these girls who are not masseuses and telling them to come to their room. Okay, I don't know enough about this. So there's girls that aren't yeah. even masseuses? Right. At okay, least, so. I can't remember. I, I know at least one, maybe multiple, he just DM'd and was like, hey, want to give me a massage? And they're like, there's like screenshots. Oh, okay. Like, I'm yeah, not a masseuse. He's like, oh, I can show yeah, you. Yeah, that's a bit different. <laughs> it? Yeah, right. So I think the NDA is the big thing here. That's because that's like, yeah. well, you need that for a masseuse if something's not going on. I don't know. I don't know common procedure for masseuses but that seems like a step an extra step or something yeah yeah Hmm. when you um when you go and massage quarterbacks how do you usually go about it uh yeah well uh i usually make them sign it in (laughs) the okay that's that's fair that's very fair hmm uh, in other news, though, two former All-Pro NFL running backs are set to throw hands. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell have signed contracts for a heavyweight boxing exhibition July 30th at Los Angeles' Crypto.com Arena. Gross name. Uh, Peterson and Bell will compete on the undercard of Social Gloves 2, promoted by YouTube star Austin McBroom. I don't know who that is. Ugh. Fellow YouTuber a- Anison Gibb. I don't know who that is. Will fight McBroom on the main card while rapper Blueface will fight former NBA <laughs> player Nick Young on the undercard. Will you watch this, Aaron? Are you going to tune in <laughs> Absolutely for these YouTubers? Not. That sounds <laughs> so yeah. cringy. Uh, yeah. I will say, I'm putting money on Adrian Peterson, though. He should absolutely destroy Le'Veon Bell. Uh, at yeah. least that's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll I'll definitely watch the highlights of that fight, but I'm not paying to watch these other YouTubers who I've never heard of and and Blueface. I don't know who that is. Fight, yeah, like I don't care about that. So I'm good. As a I'm Steelers good. fan, every time I hear Le'Veon Bell or um, whatever the other Antonio Brown's name, it just makes me uh, feel with rage because of how good they both. <laughs> are and could have been if they would have just kept their mouth shut but hmm. yeah uh yeah the Steelers would be uh really freaking good but nope we had two big old crybabies and hmm. now we're not great that's how it goes sometimes yeah uh no 
last piece of big news for the week and a decision that could transform the NBA for years to come. Franchise star Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday, his business manager Rick Kleiman told ESPN. Nets general manager Sean Marks is working with Durant and Kleiman on finding a trade. And not only is it incredibly rare for a player of Durant's caliber to be moved in a deal, but what makes him all the more valuable as a trade chip is that he signed a four-year contract extension that kicks in this week, meaning that a team that acquires Durant will have him at least through 2026. And the Phoenix Suns and Miami Heat are among the teams Durant has on his wish list for a potential trade. However, the Nets are not tied to honoring any of Durant's preferred destinations and plan to make a deal that allowed them the greatest return of assets, obviously. So, very interesting. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. So that's that's four years. That's somebody's gonna have him for a while. Well, ju- uh, with Aaron, sorry, we have to move on though to our to our wacky news of the week segment, mismanagers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive In a world of, world of mismanagers Alright, so we've got some weird stories today Aaron, that may be the first time you've heard the mismanagers theme song What do you think? I think it is, it's pretty good Thank you. It, Thank beats, you. Uh, it beats the old one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't sing that. I, pay, I paid someone for it. Very good. Very good work, though. Very good work. I wish you could uh, uh, this comes try from... and sing that version, though. I don't even know the words to that. So I, I just know. I can't <laughs> tell you have the first word of how it starts off. I have no idea. So I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. We have people message in and say they, they loved it. They, they've, they've memorized it. But I, I don't. I don't know what the song is. I should. I should learn it. Uh, this comes from foxnews.com. Florida man stole R2-D2 worth $10,000, posed as, as a Disney cast member to show weaknesses in security, deputies say. <laughs> a Florida man with an application pending to Walt Disney World security. So this is part of his resume. He stole an R2-D2 droid worth up to $10,000 and posed as a staff member because he wanted to show the weaknesses in the security of the resort so he could get a better paying job. Uh, this is not the way to go about it. <laughs> I don't think that's not, that's not what you should do. Uh, I mean, that's 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 one way, I, I guess. Uh, also, how do they? Yeah. How does the security work on that? Like, <clears throat> that's not the it's not the right character or something like. If you have multiple people dressed up as the same character, how do you keep tabs on who's who and who's supposed to be there and who's not? Like, I don't. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, um, now this wasn't like a costume. This is a actual like giant metal robot that you can drive around on like a with like a remote control. That he so this stole. Is like a, you're saying that he stole. Yeah. Yeah. And he just walked he... in. No, he's just, so just wearing he just a gray Nike a T-shirt. Uh, see in my mind he was like dressed up as a character that worked here and that's how he was because that made more sense to me yeah if he got through with a nike sweatshirt on then yeah they have a real problem (laughs) i thought he he was wearing like this elaborate thing where he was like darth (laughs) vader or something and that would have been great um Um, no i can tell you what he was wearing 
He was wearing a gray t-shirt, beige work pants, and an orange vest, and just strolled right in. So good on him. Oh, the orange vest will him. do it every time. <laughs> the vest will get and you another story anywhere. from Fox News. I think so. I think yeah. If you have a vest on, nobody's questioning. They're like, yeah, he's got a vest on. He's probably doing something. Get him in here. Yep. Get him in much. here. All right, Fox News. This one comes from them as well. Washington shopping mall underwent thieves. No, let me start over, Aaron, if you don't mind. If you don't mind me doing so. Washington shopping Washington shopping mall. Hey, why don't you start underwear over thieves. and just waste some more of my time? Okay, if you don't. Yeah, if you don't mind. Washington shopping mall underwear thieves pull gun. Citizens help cop arrest them. Out of all the things you could pull a gun to steal, you want to steal <clears throat> a couple packs of underwear. Yeah, that's. I mean, at that point, just give the man the underwear. He really needs <laughs> he it. needs it. Yeah, give it to him. Uh, two teens were arrested Tuesday for allegedly shoplifting underwear and pulling a gun on a security guard. The underwear theft happened shortly before five p.m. in Washington. Uh, Captain Ryan Portman told the Tacoma News Tribune one of the sixteen-year-old suspects pointed a gun at a security officer before fleeing the store. All you had to do was not pull that gun, Two and you teens? probably don't even have any charges. Yeah, but Two yeah. Two teens. Yeah. Two teen teenagers. What losers? All you have to you do is not 16 pull the gun. And if I was 16, I'd be stealing anything other than underwear. They apparently <laughs> don't need it that bad because they have a gun, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they had an accident and they needed some right then, and they didn't have any cash. But they're like, I got this gun. Also, like I've worked in a store. If somebody stole underwear, I would not care. But if somebody pointed a gun at me, I would. If they would have just walked out with the underwear, <laughs> they would have gotten away with this. Oh, the yeah, the person getting paid minimum wage behind the counter does not care if you steal underwear. And most places, <laughs> they're literally told you know, not to not to do anything. Oh yeah, most of the time they're told just yeah. To, we were told we can't do anything. Yeah, so. yeah. Wild. What an idiot. Wild. This comes from MercuryNews.com. Uh, police say subway worker shot and killed an argument over too much mayo. I've heard about this, but I don't remember where or how. And uh, I just thought it must have been a lot of mayo. A lot, lot of mayo. <laughs> Well, I can read it to you. A man who complained there was too much mayonnaise on his sandwich opened fire at an Atlanta sandwich shop, killing one employee and injuring another. The shooting happened around 6.30 p.m. Sunday at a Subway restaurant attached to a gas station in downtown Atlanta. Police said the man argued with the two female workers in an open fire. Uh, as of early Monday morning, Atlanta police didn't release information about an arrest or details. Uh, what you're seeing behind me is the result of a tragedy, a senseless tragedy that we've seen numerous times throughout the year where an argument leads to gunfire, and now we have someone uh, dead. Yeah, that's no. that's insane. I, he says, it just breaks my heart to know that someone has the audacity to point a weapon and shoot someone for as little as too much mayonnaise on a sandwich. I think this has happened, something like this has happened before, and we've talked about it on this show. This happened this week, So, but there was, a, like, there was something about a restaurant argument that led to a, a shooting as well that we've done on here. Uh, that's I don't terrible. Recall, but it's a terrible thing. This is uh, yeah. this is one of my many fears in life. Uh, not too much mayonnaise, but just being taken out, taken out <laughs> senselessly like this, and go through yeah. so much yeah. in, in life, and you're trying to uh, 
you know, just just better yourself just for, you know, go through struggles and all of this just to be offed by some idiot that doesn't like mayonnaise. That's that's you know, what I feel. You know what would happen to me? If this happened what? to me, uh, when your life is flashing before your eyes, I wouldn't see any of the, the memorable details or anything. I'd see those gaps that I forgot about while driving that we talked about earlier. I'd just see all of those back to back. All those things I didn't remember, I'd just get all those gaps. It'd be like a four hour in my mind, four hours of just watching myself drive through boring you know, places. Now that you bring that up again, we did, uh, I think on this show, talk about one time how people uh, just report, not driving specifically, but just in their everyday life, will go like a couple of hours without recalling what happened yeah previous right. hours they'll walk out to like throw out the that? trash yeah, yeah yes i did they like, like the example was somebody walks out and takes out the trash they walk back in and two hours pass yeah yeah yeah, yeah so maybe, maybe that's what maybe uh, that's what my thing is but yeah probably but i've never walked out like the trash and then came in two hours later like i'm, I'm not that bad it's just like i'll be driving and then i'm like oh i mean i drove through that but i don't remember it yeah, I mean, this story. I this story a comes lot, from so there Wabash. is some that. Uh, hey, these things are delayed, so I keep trying to not talk over you, but it's very hard because this thing yeah. is delayed telling me when you're talking. So, <laughs> no, go not ahead, used please. To this. I don't. I don't remember what I was going to say. Now, just just tell me about this <laughs> other story, Nicholas. Okay, well, WabashValley.com reports that a woman can't get tax refund because the IRS says that she's dead. Hmm. You know, I think I would like this situation because as I get older, I just uh, want to find somebody else's screw-up that affects me and just sue them for everything they have. Uh, And what better way of doing that than the actual government? Who has unlimited money? Yeah. So, um, although yeah, that, that sounds it probably great. won't come of anything, uh, but you know, just having that chance really gets me excited these days, and that's depressing. <laughs> but yeah, well, a New Jersey resident, Jeanette Carpenter, is very much alive, but according to the internet, to the Internal Revenue Service, she is dead. My social security number belongs to a deceased person, Carpenter said. Uh, when she filed her 2020 taxes, her accountant re- received an unusual notice in return. Carpenter's social security number belonged to someone who is dead. I asked them if they were getting me confused with my husband who passed away in 2009, and they said no. Uh, what baffles me is I work for the government, she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very that's, that's very crazy. Wow. Well, I hope they never give it to her so she can sue them for millions. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice end of the story, I, th- I feel. Very good. Uh, my Wabash Valley uh, posted this story as well. This is the last one of the day. Over 1,000 dead pigs lead to arrest of Iowa woman. What? So officials in Sac County, Iowa, have arrested a woman after receiving a report that over 1,000 dead pigs were discovered at two hog confinement sites she was hired to maintain uh, Elena Labor, 33, was arrested Thursday and charged with two counts of criminal mischief in the first degree and two counts of livestock neglect. you got to be really bad at your job to let a thousand of anything die. Uh, that's you got to be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Especially, I've, I can say that hogs. I've never let a thousand of anything die. Yeah, because they're loud and they eat anything, well, anything. Yeah. Must be real, Nick. You've probably let thousands of your dreams die. I've definitely let, yeah, yeah, at least, if not more. <laughs> but listen, Aaron, we got to go to a break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk all about USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nick Norris. With me is Aaron Patterson. Say hi to all the the people, Aaron. Hello. Very good. Very good. Excellent work. Uh, We're going to talk all about USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12, two of the Pac-12's flagship programs. They notified... uh, the Pac-12 Thursday night, that their application to join the Big Ten has been accepted and the schools will begin play in the conference in 2024. The Big Ten said in a statement that the vote was unanimous when conference presidents and chancellors met on the addition of the two schools on Thursday evening. And the Pac-12 released a statement later Thursday saying it was, quote, extremely surprised and disappointed by the news of UCLA and USC leaving. We have a long and storied history in athletics, academics, and leadership in supporting student-athletes that we're confident will continue to thrive and grow into the future, the Pac-12 said in a statement. The Pac-12 is home to many of the world's best universities, athletic programs, and alumni, representing one of the most dynamic regions in the United States. We've long been known as the Conference of Champions, and we're unwavering in our commitment to extend that title. We'll continue to develop new and innovative programs that directly benefit our member institutions, and we look forward to partnering with current and potential members to pioneer the future of college uh, athletics nah, 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 together. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. All, he, all he's saying is, Aaron, do you know? Man, have you ever this called sucks, a- but we're pretty much done as far as college football goes. Because Oregon's <laughs> right behind them. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Have you ever called the Pac-12 the Conference of Champions, Aaron? No, I call it, uh, what's that? There's four, but what's the other five? Yeah, there's five. What's the, uh, the Pac, uh, Pac-12. Yeah, that's right. The one with Oregon in it. That's what I call it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't know what this is going to do to the Pac-12. It's probably going to go under. They're probably going to get some small schools, and they will not be a Power 5 much longer, I don't think. They barely were to begin with. But you lose yeah, two of I mean, your California schools. That's not ideal. <clears throat> UCLA, USC, and Oregon is pretty much all I even can name out of the Pac-12. Yeah, well, not anymore. Now it's just Oregon. And I, I have to believe that they're going to follow along. And get out of the Pac-12. They could make so much more money elsewhere, it seems. So, This also means, though, that the alliance is over. Do you remember the alliance, Aaron, that happened once uh, once Texas and Oklahoma left for the SEC? Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember this now that you mention it. Was... Yeah, so I, I can't remember who the members were, but like the Pac-12, the Big 12, and maybe not the Big 10, but... Maybe the Big Ten. I don't know. So, no, I think they all the made this, uh, this. Yeah, it was the Big Ten, Pac-12, and somebody else. Yeah, maybe the ACC with them. 
and they all made this alliance that they would work together and be on the same page, and now they're stealing each other's members. So I guess the alliance did not work out. I thought it was everybody... I thought it was everybody other than the SEC and the ACC. It may have been. I don't remember. I know there was. I know it was not the SEC and one other conference didn't do it. Who else is going to join the Pac-12? That's the thing. It would have to be some smaller schools. Let's look at. Let's look up Pac-12 potential members. Um, you're not going to get your big name. You're not going to get a UCLA or USC caliber school. That's just. That's not really possible. Um. But here, let's see. This is by BustingBrackets.com, and this is built around looking at basketball since that's kind of the Pac-12's thing. But um, it seems like they could get, this says Boise State. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't. Who is Boise State with? The Pac-10? Who are they? Mountain who, no, West. who is Boise State with? Mountain I West? Mountain West Conference, yeah. isn't that right? Uh, B- yeah, you're right. Mountain West Conference. Uh, this also says BYU is a possibility, Colorado State. Uh, so they, I guess they could grab some of these, but you're not getting a UC, USC or UCLA. Uh, Gonzaga, that'd be good for basketball, but I don't know. It's not ideal for them, obviously. This is not good news for the Pac-12, but good news for the Big uh, Ten. Um, in, the Bo- in the Mountain West, I think Boise's probably that, – that makes sense. That'll probably happen. Um yeah. Then there's San Jose State, San Diego mm-hmm. State, Utah State, yeah. Wyoming, Colorado State. I think Fresno makes sense if they stay good, but Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Fresno State. That's, you know, right area is the rest. And we're getting, we're kind of getting away from worrying about the area too. Uh, I know there's still some concern about that, but like USC and UCLA, they're not in the Big Ten. And the same thing with, you know, people said the same thing about Missouri or or whatever. You know, you can you can kind of reach beyond your limits now. I think and grab these teams as long as they're profitable. I don't think they really care anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Very good. Yeah, I'm interested to see what this does for the Big Ten, though. So this will start not this season or the next season, but the following. So we've got they still got a couple more years in the Pac-12. Um, in 2024, they'll be moving over. So it's not the Pac-12 has some time to figure it out as well. They've got some a couple years to get some some members in there, but you've got to start working on this stuff now because those members have to put in their alerts that they're leaving and and what have you. So. I think we'll hear something relatively soon, probably within the next couple months or so. Should be interesting. Do you think the US do you think USC and UCLA will do will do well in the Big Ten? No. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Uh yeah. no. No. They both suck right now. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And USC has gotten has done a great in recruiting, but there's still a couple years from having those players really make an impact probably. So, yeah. I mean, maybe by the time they get to 2024, USC could could do some could do well, but UCLA, I don't know. They better get something together, I think. So they're joining the Big 10, so that's with uh right, uh, so that's Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, see, I don't uh, know why in right. my head this whole time I was thinking they were going to replace Texas and Oklahoma. 
<laughs> wow. Ad conference. Because yeah. then I thought it was a lot. I thought that made a lot more sense because it is closer and um, they would have a little more success. I think they're going to get destroyed in the Big Ten. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go well for them. I think they're going to. I think. I think USC will do okay, but I think UCLA is going to really struggle wherever UCLA is. They're just not very good. It might help UC, uh, USC's um, recruiting enough to make them just mediocre again, but uh, yeah, I just I highly doubt it. It'll it'll take yeah. it'll take a while. It will. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while. I don't but. see them beating Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan State. I don't, I don't see them beating yep. any of those. Iowa, probably not. Um, but no, yeah, I think you're right. I think they are going to, to struggle for a few years. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the Big Ten's kind of outside of Ohio State, and it's kind of a toss-up who's going to be good that year. So who knows? We'll see. We'll find out soon enough. But Aaron, we do have to move on to what is usually Justin's uh, segment. This is called the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the Learning Corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? Okay, welcome everyone to the Learning Corner. I am your substitute for Justin (laughs) Professor Knight today. That's his middle name. I got to say before we move on, I really don't like that Uh, one. A lot. That one's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are, the other ones are good, but that one's, that one's yeah. kind of creepy. I don't like it. I think it makes it more is creepy that I know that it's for Justin. I think that's, I think it's the guy with the <laughs> accent the- and the and the children. That's just, I don't know. Not a fan personally. Yeah, well, that's understandable. Yeah, that's. Um, I also don't understand why. I don't know. I didn't mean to do this, but all of our theme songs, the guy doing them, are is. British <laughs> and it's different guys. Oh, really? They're all British. Yeah, yeah. The two theme songs are the same, huh. and then that one's a different yeah, British weird. guy. I don't know why, but it's good. Good stuff, I think. Yeah, a little creepy. That's okay, though. Today, we're going to be looking at uh, sports history on this day here on July 3rd, one day before 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everyone, by the way. Um, but we will be looking at some of the significant events that happened since the year 1900 on this day. We're going to start out with Wimbledon's women's tennis. Uh, Blanche or Blanche Bingley Hilliard beats rival and fellow Britain Charlotte Cooper. Aaron, you you know all about this. Why don't you give us a breakdown of what happened in this uh, this tennis match? <clears throat> okay, first off, I want to say I have no clue what you just said because you've been breaking up for quite a bit. So you talked about the 4th of July and then Briar Gilliard is all I heard. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure what that means or what you're talking yeah. about, but um, for some reason I feel like you're talking about tennis, so I'm going to yes. base my response off of that. Uh, okay. I think it was a great match, and uh, everything went according to plan. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yep. You'd, be, you'd be right. Good, good work. <clears throat> to 1974, pitching an MLB record 13th consecutive game for the L.A. Dodgers. Oh, my. That oh guy's my poor God. arm. <laughs> Mike Marshall saves Tommy John's 4-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. His arm just must have fell off after that. That's uh, that's insane. 13 can six. They must have had 
quite a bit of time in between games. I guess no or maybe he was just that. maybe he's just a closer and came in for twenty pitches or so. Still, that's that's brutal. <clears throat> uh, Nineteen eighty one, um, Wimbledon women's tennis. Chris Evert beats Hannah Mandelakova, her third and final Wimbledon singles tennis. And the next year, Martina Navratilova beats Chris Evert for the first of six straight Wimbledon singles titles. Six straight. It's uh, it's not bad. Have you ever won six of anything, Aaron? Literally nothing in my entire life have I won six <laughs> times. Uh, I like how this one's written. This is from 1987. Uh, controversial New York Mets MLB star Dale Strawberry threatens teammates for criticizing his play. He is now an ordained minister. I don't know why they felt they needed to add that last part. but <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'm also an ordained minister, Aaron. I don't mean to brag, but I'm I'm pretty successful. I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty successful, Aaron. If you don't mind me saying. Have you so. done how many weddings have you done now? Two? Or one. just one? Just one. Okay. Just one. Yeah. It's pretty successful though. <laughs> it's, it's one more than most people. Some would say. That is true. And in twenty twenty, the MLB Cleveland Indians owner Paul Dolan announced he would be reviewing review changing the organization's name. What did they did they change that? What? The Cleveland Indians? Are they not the Cleveland Indians anymore? No, you can't say that. What are they now? The Guardians. Oh, that's... that's. Why do these... So, I, I completely understand the teams changing their names. I have no issues with that. But why do you pick something so generic and lame? Uh, No, the Guardians actually has something to do with the city, but I don't remember what. Um, okay, so they actually put a little bit of thought into theirs. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they still had to buy it from somebody who already had it. So it is quite generic for that city, but it does have some relation to Cleveland. Something about, something about like the entrances to Cleveland have like statues called guardians or something. I don't know. That's a, from someone who's only heard random things and just kind of pieced it together and never been to Cleveland with no interest in ever going. So... (laughs) Well, very good. Very good. Well, uh, Aaron, we do need to take another break, but when we come back, we're going to give out the Sports World's Greatest Award Show every week, the TG Emmys, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris. With me is Aaron Patterson. Happy to have him here. Say Hi. hello. Oh, Hi. lovely. Very good. And we are about to give out the sports world's most iconic weekly <laughs> awards, the TG Emmys. And we have some some great some great nominees this week. And we're going to start out with an award very dear, near and dear to my heart. The self-reporting award for the team who reports themselves to the NCAA for breaking little little baby rules. So that if they ever get caught breaking a big rule, they won't get a severest punishment. And this week, it goes to Alabama, the Crimson Tide, who self-reported 12 minor NCAA recruiting violations. Uh, believe it or not, though, Aaron, none of these came from the football program. Uh, three did come from men's basketball including a violation in which a student-athlete participated in a celebrity charity 4x4 basketball tournament that was not an NCAA-approved outside competition uh, among the corrective actions Whoa, taken for the violation. Oh, we yeah. got uh, 
I'm unaware of this uh, rule, so you can't participate in anything that the NCAA doesn't approve. Right. Like you can't just go play uh, a game somewhere. I think anything that is like hosted by another entity you can't play in. But who is hosting it? You said a celebrity something? It's like a it's like a charity thing. So yeah, they won't even let you go do charity, I guess. <laughs> it really sucks. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, it really is. Um, but among the corrective action taken for the violation, which was reported last July, was rules education for the program staff and players. The player was also declared ineligible and, quote, was withheld from the first two regularly scheduled men's basketball contests when student-athlete was the next otherwise eligible to compete. Forward Alex Chuko, who recently transferred to Rhode Island, was suspended for the first two regular season games last fall. So this is something that can already already kind of been dealt with but was turned in, as well as some other minor little little allegations. Nothing too crazy. Um, but, yeah. Interesting. Crazy none of them came from football. Usually football is always self-reporting something small, but I guess they... Either have nothing to report or just thought, ah, who cares? Either way, that's fine, I think. Hopefully it's nothing. (laughs) Now, uh, this is usually where Justin gives his award. And Aaron, I gave you no time to to prepare, so I'm not going to make you give out an award. But if you have one off the top of your head, why don't you just spit it out? Would you like to give me an award? Your most handsome award. No, I'd like to give Justin the award for um, leaving uh, so that I could make a reappearance without having to be bogged down by his disgusting takes. (laughs) That's lovely. That's lovely. Well, congratulations, Justin, on your first TGME. Big news. We'll have to mail him one in the the mail. He's going to love it. Don't give him anything. Okay. We'll take something from him, if anything. We'll go take his microwave. Precisely. That's exactly what I was thinking. His microwave. He no longer deserves it. (laughs) The award for best of the week. Um, I'm going to give it this week to the random couple who accidentally received the Stanley Cup instead of the Avalanche. Have you heard about this, Aaron? No. So, (laughs) it's a well-known tradition that we're in... And when an NHL team wins the Stanley Cup, each member of the squad gets to spend a day with the iconic trophy. This year, a lucky Denver couple received the Stanley Cup first as it was accidentally delivered to their door instead of Colorado Avalanche's captain, Gabrielle Ladeskog. The unexpected prize arrived at the home of neighbors Dimitri Rudenko and his husband, uh, Kit Karbler, the day after the Avalanche defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. I was the first one who saw the car being packed, parked in our driveway. I saw the car backing up, Rudenko told NBC affiliate uh, KUSA. The person opens the trunk, and I saw the case, and I recognized it because I watched the final. Uh, he said, jokingly said, is that the Stanley Cup? And the guy said, yes. It turned out that the couple and Linda's cook share similar addresses that got mixed up due to a large tree blocking the house number. They're only one digit off, Carbler said. Because of that one digit, it was fortuitous for us. That would be awesome to just have the Stanley Cup delivered to your house. And then you ask, <clears> is that the Stanley Cup? And the delivery guy's like, yeah, I think so. Uh, here you go. It's that would be right awesome. Here. But, like, <laughs> man, the NHL could probably afford a little bit better delivery service here. <laughs> Come on now. It's your freaking Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's... 
strange how you mix that up, but it's uh, it's pretty funny. It would be awesome to be on the receiving end of that. Oh yeah, that is that that was my favorite story of the week. I didn't even hear that anywhere. I was just looking up Stanley Cup stuff, and I found it on like the third page. Is and then I I googled it and found it a bunch of other places. But I was like, that's in, that's insane, As, especially with the history of the Stanley Cup since it's been like dropped in a river and lost for years and all this stuff. Like you you don't want to keep a better eye I on that. I didn't even know that honestly. Oh, it's been like beat to pieces. Like it's it it was in the like the river for like days. Like it's, I mean, it, it, like everybody that's had it is just like ruined it. <laughs> I don't know how it's still together. Is the Stanley Cup the one that they all carve the n- names on? And there's yes. like one dude who's won it like seven times or not quite that yeah. many, but it's a lot. And it, it, each time they've spelled his name wrong a different way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's just kind of like this ragtag trophy that's just kind of thrown together and beat to pieces it's i love yeah, so it it's not great. even like a, a different one they make every year so you that's even more reason you it's you the know, one maybe yeah maybe beef up your uh delivery slash security <laughs> yeah just one guy just driving through colorado with it yeah because just think if what if that those guys wouldn't have been <laughs> nice what if they would have just took it and drove it and sold it you know yeah i mean you could have easily i mean or at least it seems yeah no, it does. Uh, and for our last award of the day, Bust of the Week. No explanation needed. This is the opposite of Best of the Week. This goes to Miles Bridges, star player of the Charlotte Hornets, who was arrested in a domestic violence case in Kentucky. The LAPD posted on Twitter that Bridges was arrested for, quote, intimate partner violence with injury, a felony, on Wednesday following an incident two days earlier in West Los Angeles, and he was booked on a felony domestic violence warrant. He was released on a $130,000 bond and has a July 20th court date. The LAPD says it has not released police reports on domestic violence arrests, but his uh, his partner, Michelle, the mother of Bridges' two young children, she posted several pictures on, on Instagram uh, Friday of what appeared to be injuries and a medical report that read, quote, adult victim of physical abuse by male partner, assaulted by strangulation, brain concussion, closed fracture of a nasal bone, uh, contusion of a rib, multiple bruises, strain of neck muscles. She did not mention him by name, but did uh, allude to the fact that it was him. Um, terrible, terrible things. So, yeah, uh, nothing but, if this is true, nothing but the worst for him. Uh, it's awful. So, I'm sure we're going to hear more about that in the future. But, oof. Yeah, some people just like to just ruin everything they have going for themselves. And, yeah. Uh, completely uh, destroy others in the process, which continues to blow my mind. Yeah, terrible stuff. This terrible things. They'll probably never but, play uh, the NBA again. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. If he's even a free man after all this. <laughs> he may not yeah, be. That's what so. I'm yeah. Uh, but into going into lighter a lighter topic, we do need to transition into our our uh, next segment, listener letters. Go-getters write letters, we're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. Aaron, what do you think of that song? Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's <is> weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do kind of like it, 
but it was kind of weird. Oh, it's a bit odd. It's a bit. It doesn't fit the tone of the show whatsoever, which is why I like it. Yeah, very good stuff. Uh, we do have a letter, though. If you want to reach the show, you can do so by emailing us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. You can also find us at TGMPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you want to do like John, he wrote on on an email, gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. He says, Happy USFL Championship Week. Uh, this is actually an email to Justin. If the Stallions win, I think Justin should have to watch every single Stallions game live next season. What do you think, John? Uh, yeah, I think that's great. Uh, Justin did not watch a single game this this year. I doubt he's going to watch the one today because he's out of town, even though he promised he would. Uh, yeah, like, I think I think if they win, he should have to. Is he against the Stallions or something? Or what am I missing? He here? is... Uh, he just has no, he's completely neutral to the stallions he has no interest in it and i told him i was like it's actually entertaining you should check it out you went to the uh to the first stallions game didn't you aaron yep i did it was much better than expected that's cool that's cool i i didn't get to go to one i mean i could have i chose not to every single week but i sh- i should go to one at some point uh it does seem it does seem fun what a jerk uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't support my community or the people involved in it. What can I say? Oh Is that wrong? <laughs> uh, oof. Um, we do have another letter, though, Aaron. If you don't mind me saying so, this comes from Daryl. You may remember Daryl. He he's written to the show for years now. Uh, he says y'all should do an episode on the worst things said by sports commentators. I think that's a great idea, Aaron. I'd well, love for you to come back for that one. Start. <laughs> what's how's that well the video i sent you that i brought up earlier in the show oh my yes that was incredible so what what fight was that was that recent i have no idea i have no idea yeah so um, there was a um see if you, i think we should I can save pull this it. up let me pull it i can play it here uh no people need to hear it. this That's you think fair. so uh I mean, let's see we can play it again. We can play it all we want, Aaron. We can play it all we want. So I don't know what this fight is from. Uh, it's a UFC fight, though. And it's... it's. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. That's putting the action out there. Both of these fighters have dealt with custody battles involving their children. <laughs> Why? Why would you say that? Both of these fighters have dealt with custody battles involving their children. You don't have to expose them like that. They're they're literally just trying to do their job out there. <laughs> that would be like that'd be like if if I was teaching in the classroom, my principal came in and was like, "Oh, he's doing a great job, but you kids should know that he is fighting for the right to uh, to watch his kid on the weekend." So, anyway, the uh, y'all are doing great with the with the grammar and everything. I feel like what what why would you say that? <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, incredible! Yeah, yeah thank I'm you sure so there's much for uh, that plenty. Sure, there's plenty where that came from. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a thank you, Daryl. That's a great idea for an episode. And we will we will probably get around to doing that at some point. But, uh, Aaron, I think this is the show. I think that's the whole thing. So, like I said, if you want to reach the show, gamemanagerspot at gmail.com. You can also find us at thegamemanagers.com um, and at tgmpod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As always, I have been. Nick Norris, and I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Aaron, any last words before you are executed? I mean, before you are uh, off the show for the week? Uh, Adios. 
Would you would you like Oh, that felt good. That felt good to hear again. Would you like to come back, Aaron, for another episode or multiple? Potentially. Uh, good. To, I'd love when that. I have time. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye everyone. Aaron, give us one more adios for old time's sake if you don't mind. Uh, adios. Perfect. You nailed it. Goodbye everyone. Blue 42. Blue 42. Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara.